Okay, welcome into this week. It is uh, Monday, February 1st. You are listening to Polar Sports. My name, as always, is Half a Rack of Ribs. My trusty co-host, Chris, uh, Chris with a last name, starts with a T. And actually, <laughs> I'm going to let one of our guests, uh, Nikki B, lay down the introductions for himself and our other guests. Nick, take it away, my man. Uh, yes. Hello. Uh, some people call me Nikki B. Uh, you can call me whatever you want. I don't really care. I have a lot of nicknames, but I am a host from Polar Music, another branch of Polar Media. And uh, I'm a guest today along with our friend here, Dennis the Menace, aka D Money Jr. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you. Excellent. My first time on anything uh, Polar Media, actually. Oh yeah. Sweet, yeah. Sweet. Well, let's let's not make it let's not make it your last, that's for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. I guess. I mean, depending on what your sports takes are like today. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm just messing. But yeah, Chris, uh, before we dive in, just again for everyone to set the stage, this is polar sports. We don't take sports too seriously. We don't think anyone else really should. So we're just gonna try to talk about sports in the way that you know we enjoy it, which is uh crapping all over the New York Jets. Do you have anything else to add, uh, Chris? Um, well, I, I would like it if we toned down on the crapping on the New York Jets, <laughs> considering they have a new coach and GM, and also it's not even Jets season, so let's save the misery for <laughs> September, please. Um, so that's number one, but I, I mean, we've got a lot Deshaun going on. Watson, who the Jets will certainly get. Yes, yeah, certainly, certainly. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of energy we need on this podcast, Dennis. <laughs> um, but, you know, we got to – pretty loaded uh show today we got super bowl coming up that's obviously huge uh we've got the nolan arenado trade we've got um a couple other things to go through we got like five or six topics so we're gonna get through them uh but it should be a fun show All right, let's dive into it. It's been a crazy week. I don't know how you guys are doing. And frankly, I don't care. All I care about is sports. <laughs> but in all reality, I do care. I hope you guys are good. I know it's like snowing like crazy today. Um, but our first topic, we're, we're just going mainstream right now, Super Bowl predictions. We got the age-old classic, Tom Brady leading the Buccaneers from Tampa Bay against Kansas City Chiefs. Who do you guys got? Well, let's go. We'll go alphabetical order. Chris, let's get your take and let's get your pick. I mean, this is probably one of my all-time most intriguing quarterback matchups that I've seen in a Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, we've got – it's kind of like the past versus the present. In Patrick Mahomes, young quarterback, uh, looks like the makings of the next great NFL dynasty in the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, and then you have Tom Brady who, like – uh, most people who reach, get past a certain age decide to retire down to Florida. Uh, the only difference is he's still working the same way he was before. Still playing. Um, yes, and managed to take a team that hadn't made the playoffs since 2007, which I can relate to on a personal level, uh, and was able to take them to the Super Bowl uh, with a pretty stacked offense. Um, he's going to be the first quarterback also to start a game at a Super Bowl in his home stadium, which I feel like doesn't get talked about, about enough. They're the first but, team to do that too. Like they're yes. the first team to ever be at a yep. home advantage at the Super Bowl. Yeah, which is of course that happens when it's like twenty five percent capacity. But you know, <laughs> yeah, um, 
yeah, but I, I think it's a pretty intriguing matchup. I think it's going to be a game with a lot of offense. Um, it, it's this is basically my entire childhood of trauma coming back to me, but it's very hard for me to bet against Tom Brady as good as Patrick Mahomes is as good as this Kansas state chiefs team is. I just have this weird feeling that Tom's going to pull it off again. So uh, wow. as much as I don't, as much as I don't like to say it, I'm going with the Buccaneers over the chiefs. Wow. All right. So Chris, you are going with the Buccaneers. All right. D money. What's your, what's your D-Money. team? And what's your, uh, what's your, what's your pick? My man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you got to look at this as the uh, classic uh, David versus Goliath matchup. You know, on one end, you've got the reigning AFC champions, reigning NFL champions. And then on the other end, you've got the poor Tampa Bay Buccaneers led by their old man quarterback <laughs> who haven't won a playoff game since 2002. Um, so, I mean, I think uh, a lot of fans will be really uh, excited for a Buccaneers win. I think that a lot of people are really hoping for the Buccaneers to win. Uh but what do I want to pick? I actually want to go against Chris. I think the game will have a lot more defense than people expect. Wow. Uh, both defenses are actually really good this season. They and are. People don't really talk about They're it They're underrated, yeah. What- Especially, I think that's what's carried the Buccaneers through the playoffs so far. And what kind of helped the Chiefs quite a bit in, a, in uh, the Browns game, especially where Patrick oh. Mahomes was injured. I'm going to say that the Chiefs are still going to win, but I think it will definitely be a close game. I'm I'm hoping it'll be exciting at the very least. I like exciting yeah. Super Bowls. So you're taking the Kansas City Chiefs over Tom Brady, Mr. Money. So D Money is taking the Kansas City Chiefs over Mr. Been There, Done That. So we got one Bucks and we got one Chiefs. All right, Nikki, you're you're the tiebreaker right now. Nick, what what are your what's your hot take and, and what are your what's your pick? So the way I see it is there are two people, two kinds of sports fans, football fans in this in this world. There are the people who still hate Tom Brady and still cry about how, oh my god, he's gonna beat us again. And then there's the other group of people who have accepted that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time and it's going to happen regardless. So that is the boat that I'm in. And frankly, I dislike the chiefs. I don't like Patrick Mahomes. Um, what? What do you mean? I'm you don't not, like Patrick Mahomes? I just don't like him. I feel I don't like I those just, state farm commercials. I hate how he gets so much media coverage when like Aaron Rodgers and Matt Stafford have been doing no look passes their entire career. So I don't know. He's just in the limelight and <laughs> Nikki hates that. No, that's not what I'm saying. But uh um so are so you my, picking based off of emotion here? Are you picking based off of want or are you picking based off of your thoughts? I was just talking emotion. Now I'm okay. switching over to logistics and I truly the the way the Buccaneers defense has played in this playoffs is ridiculous. I've watched them I've watched both of their games and it's very fun watching their defense. Like Devin White is such an underrated linebacker. He he's probably going to be one of the best next year. Um Sean Murphy bunting, you know, he's really mastered the art of holding without getting it called, so that's always that's that always makes a great corner but uh 
I have the Bucks winning 31, no, 35 31 Bucks. That's my prediction. Wow, that's a shootout. Yeah, because both of these offenses are high powered. Well, the Chiefs offense is high powered, but the Bucks, I just feel like Tom Brady's going to cut up the Chiefs defense because I don't see them holding together as much as the Buccaneers defense. I, I'd be interested to know, and I don't have the capability. I don't have like two screens or anything like this, but what are the records against Tom Brady after a bye week? Because this is two weeks against Tom Brady and like, yeah, he is the GOAT. Like I hear you, um, Nikki, and part of me wants to, or Nick, do you want Nikki or Nick? What do you prefer? You've always called me Nikki. So you can I just have. keep calling me. <laughs> well, I've known Nikki since he was like eight years old. So, but, but so like I'm I'm with you. I'm leaning towards the Buccaneers because how do you how do you bet against Tom Brady? Like how yeah. do you think Tom Brady isn't good enough? Um, and the only way to think he's not good enough is to not hate talent. And that's the other thing. It's like you have two unstoppable forces meeting, and the other like you have you have a coaching matchup that's huge. Andy Reid versus Bruce Arians. Like that's two really well established coaches. Here's the thing, Austin. Bruce Arians does not coach the Buccaneers. Tom Brady is the coach. And, well, they have, and Bruce Arians has said that. He's like, I just let Tom coach most of the time. Like, I feel like he just sits back and he has sat back and watched this year as Tom Brady has taken this mediocre team to just an all-star well, I mean, I wouldn't say that the Bucs were necessarily mediocre. They were a team that had a lot of good skill position players on both ends of the ball, and they had Crab Legs Winston throwing 30 picks a year. And yeah. that was what was really holding them back. And now that they have a quarterback that's not that, um, you know, that that was really what put them over the top. Because keep in mind, like, even though they haven't made the playoffs in 2007, like, this isn't a, uh, a team that was, like, at the basement of the basement. They were just a, t- a, a mediocre team that couldn't make the playoffs. Um, well, and hiring Bruce Arians, getting Tom Brady. Um, I think Todd Bowles has done a really good job coordinating that defense. Um, oh, yeah. You know, this was a, a bit in the making. So I, I think that this kind of put the Bucks on the map, but they had the skill position talent to be a lot better than they were. Now they have the quarterback to uh, sort of make up for that. I, I just don't – like Tom Brady is good, right? So I, I don't know who to pick. And – like Tom Brady's good, but he can't throw deep. He's not mobile. Like in theory, you should be able to stop this man, but you can't. Like that's the thing is like he breaks all theory and strategy. Like because he cuts what? you apart with eight yard passes, and he always makes the right read, and he always it's is the Tom Brady effect. Like yeah, he is. has he he makes no name wide receivers into great players. Like he did it with Chris Hogan. Now he's doing it with Scotty Miller, Antonio Brown. <laughs> Well, yeah, he's reviving Antonio Brown. And the same thing with Chris Godwin. Like Godwin has always struggled with confidence and sort of catching the ball even. And Brady has made him into a great player. I, 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 and I hear everyone's points and like, I would pick the chiefs except to be honest for that Browns game that the Browns. I'm, I'm a Browns fan. Like I, my two teams are the Cowboys and the Browns. And like, trust me, if you're hearing this, I hate myself more than you do, like more than you hate me. Like I hate the fact that those are my teams. And the Browns should have won that game, but the Chiefs defense held up. But the other – what happened was the Chiefs offense 
when faced with a kind of tough defense, wasn't really able to step up. And we haven't, I, I don't know, you know, I haven't watched the games as closely as I want, but I've seen the Chiefs slow down a little bit more than the Bucks be slowed down, but maybe that's because I've watched more Chiefs games. And, uh, like, the Chiefs are like a Madden team. If they get rolling, they're going to win. But it's I have seen them not roll. But I've also rarely seen them lose. Like, they've only lost one game in the past two years or whatever it is. But um, I'm going against all rational thinking. I'm going against all numbers. I'm going with the Buccaneers. I'm going to go. And uh, I'm going to regret it. I'm going to regret it. And uh, I'm, I've, I've never picked against Tom Brady. I've always picked him. And he's let me down twice or three times. But uh, we'll see what happens. I was trying to do the uh... – research on tom brady's record after a week of break uh for a normal like mid-season bye week it's 15 and 4 uh obviously most people know his super bowl record is 6 and 3 i can't find the divisional game records that easily so good research d money that's good research and i wonder and I wonder, like, I'm not asking you to do this, so I'm, I'm not asking you to do this, but I wonder what the records of other teams playing Tom Brady after a bye week are, too. Like, if you have two weeks to scheme for Tom Brady, can you cover those eight-yard routes that he's just going to pick you apart with? But who knows? I mean, he hasn't lost that much. I mean, we've seen other Super Bowls with the Patriots. <laughs> yeah. With Tom Brady and – Many of those have worked, and many of them, I mean, many of those Super Bowls were built on the defenses, at least the wins. Uh, so that might be a big portion of this game is which quarterback, which offensive setup, I guess, gets more shut down by the opposing defense. And I feel like one factor, um, if you go back and watch the three Super Bowls that Tom Brady lost, which are uh, two to the New York Giants and uh, the Philadelphia Eagles back in 2018. Um, I, I know two teams that Austin loves very much. Um, yeah, but uh, putting that aside, um, what do, did all three of those teams have in common? All three of those teams had very good pass rushes and were able to get Tom Brady under pressure and you know force him outside of the pocket or force him to make quick throws. Because here's the deal. Even if you have an average pass rush or – like a good pass rush that isn't great. He's so effective at going through his reads and he's so accurate at throwing out of the pocket that it doesn't matter uh, how good your corners are, how good your linebackers are in coverage. He's going to find someone open. Uh, so if uh, Kansas City's going to have a chance to win this game, uh, they've, they've got to hit Tom Brady early and hard. Uh, otherwise, he it doesn't like it'll be a shootout. But uh, if Tom Brady gets the ball last, you know. Um, as Matt LaFleur found out, uh, it's not going to end very well for you. I think that's a great observation. I, I, I can tell you've been listening to Mina Kimes, who I think is one of the smartest uh, <clears throat> football analysts that, that ESPN has. Um, and that's what she was saying the year they lost to the, <clears throat> you know, the team from Philadelphia. I don't want to say it out loud, but that city deserves no title. That city deserves nothing mm-hmm. nice. If you are listening and you're a Philly fan, don't listen. Because you ain't going to get any love here. From me, at least. I'm in Philly, and I agree with you. (laughs) So I think that's a perfect segue, talking about, like, one of the worst uh, fan bases to one of the best fan bases. 
Um, so I don't know if you guys saw Nolan Arenado has been traded from the Colorado Rockies to the St. Louis Cardinals in what a lot of people are calling one of the worst trades. And uh, my initial reaction was, like, like what's going on? And it makes sense, right? Like he has an opt out after next year, um, so he can he can opt out. I'm pretty sure it's a player option after next year. So the Rockies are going to try to get value for him, but this is, like we're talking about a generational talent. One of the he's he could go down as a top five third baseman, which is a a valuable position if you can hit for contact, if you can hit for power, plus his Gold Glove level defense. And they traded him away and paid to trade him away. And you have some talent on the Rockies. It's not like they're talent less, but. I don't even think they got that much back. I don't know if you guys have have thoughts on this, but it's it's boggling. I wish the Yankees got them. I, yeah. I mean, go ahead, Nick. No, I was just gonna say, like, I, I, I just don't think he's gonna look good in a in a Cardinals jersey. I I I love the Rockies, and I like it's a team that I'm not a huge into baseball, but like for some reason the Rockies has always been a team that I've sort of sort of followed. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, the trade was really bad and, uh, it didn't make sense to me at all that they paid, uh, the Cardinals as well. So those are my thoughts on it. I'm a, I'm a big, I don't know about you. I'm a big uniform guy too. And maybe we can do a show where we get into the uniforms. Like that, that's probably the main reason. <laughs> yeah. Like though, I like, I follow all those like Twitter accounts, like, um, uh, I'm blanking on them right now, but all the uniform, all the like NFL helmet ones and the Rockies do have a really clean uniform and, and Nolan rocks it too. Like he looks cool in it. And the Cardinals have a classic uniform. Like that is, that's baseball. That's bubble gum and yeah. a bucket baseball right there. And uh, Cardinals is like one of the, like he's going to be loved there. People are going to worship him because what I've heard too about the St. Louis fans is that they're really like, they know the game. Like they always say New York Nick fans know the game and they know what they're cheering for, which I don't know why people would say that, but <laughs> like in St. Louis, they understand the game. So they're going to appreciate every little thing that he does. Um, but it's just, it's just insane that like, this is what they did to Troy Tulowitzki. They traded him homegrown talent. You know how hard that is to come by. But yeah, I don't that that's the thing with baseball. Like with baseball, it when you trade away talent like that, it's gonna take you like a decade to get that back. It's yeah. it's much different in than other sports. Like it's it's gonna t they are in full they're probably in full rebuild now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wonder how much of it or I'm sorry to cut you off, Chris, but I wonder how much of it is influenced by the rest of the division with how much the Padres and Dodgers are stacking up their lineups i don't know how much the rockies think they could even try to contend for the nl west that's a but good here's point. the yeah but here's the other thing that i, I kind of blows my mind on this is if you're going to trade a star like nolan arenado would and you're you're like you've accepted you need to restructure your roster you want to you know get some youth into the team the least you could do is get a couple promising prospects back oh. Like, yeah. I, I like I feel like it would have been more understandable if they did that. But instead, like they're doing the baseball equivalent of uh, me paying my neighbors to shovel their driveway. Like it wouldn't it just it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they're um, like, saying, they're like saying screw it. <laughs> Literally. And, and, but like 
but but they're getting like it, they're not even getting like say all right we got I don't know a pitcher or we got like someone who can start in our lineup or someone who yeah. isn't as good as Nolan Arenado but can at least fill some gaps. But they got like nothing. next to nothing. This is like the baseball equivalent of the DeAndre Hopkins trade. Yeah, yeah, that's a great way to put it. That because it, exactly. Nick, you you brought up a good point. Like rebuilds in baseball actually it might be worse. Are slow. It might yeah, be worse. Like, very slow. Like the Rays have been rebuilding since the 2008 World Series, and they just now have gotten to where they are. The Astros, the Astros set that like as much as you can hate the Astros, the Astros did do a turnaround in like three to five years, you could say. But look at who they hit on, right? Like they hit on George Springer, they hit on Carlos Correa, they hit on um the second baseman that wore the buzzer on his chest. What's his name? The second baseman. Uh, Jose Altuve. Yeah, yeah. Like they hit on Garrett Cole. Like Garrett Cole was a prospect from the, the Pirates that they got. And what – like the Cardinals have to just be sitting there laughing. And, and Dennis, you brought up a good point too. Like how much does the rest of the division play into this, right? So you have – the Padres are going for gold this year. You have the Dodgers coming off of a World Series win. Like the NL West is is stacked right now. And uh, who else is in the NL West? You have the Padres, you have the Dodgers, you have the Rockies, the Giants, and the Diamondbacks. So the Giants are in a rebuild. The Diamondbacks have some potential there. But like if if you're the Rockies, oh my gosh, you just you gotta be you gotta get fired. Like the GM has to get fired, right? Like you gave away. Right up there with Mookie Betts and and Aaron Judge and like all these guys that can be the new face of baseball, Fernando Tatis Jr., who we're getting to, and you gave him away for nothing. It's just it's just bad baseball. It's like two it's two whole different things. Like not only did they give him away, but yeah. they got absolutely nothing in return. So that's like two strikes right there. So yep, it's insane. <laughs> two strikes, get it? It's a pun. <laughs> this man is on fire this man is on fire oh i should probably take down the banner for <laughs> our super bowl picks or a couple or a segment away from that um but any closing thoughts on uh the nolan Arenado to the cardinals because now who's that other guy that the cardinals just got uh from the diamondbacks last year uh goldschmidt paul goldschmidt so now the two hot corners you have arguably two of the the best players at those positions on the same team like that's that's gonna be fun to watch, and it's the Cardinals, so you know that their farm system is stacked, and you know it's just it's gonna be fun to watch the Cardinals. It's not gonna be fun for me. I'm a Cubs fan. Oh, uh, season's gonna be awful. <laughs> oh man, you want to talk about like talk about rebuilding? That was like what? Talk about terrible yeah. trades. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. They um and uh, yeah, the the Cubs have are looking at a long road that they're. They don't want to look at again. Another hundred and eight years. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> done with that road. They 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 did that. They they beat the curse of uh, a guy who caught it in the stands. I forget his I forget his name. Bartman. Bartman. They beat that curse. They beat the you know the Cleveland uh, soon to be named. Who knows? But uh, Cleveland baseball team. Cleveland baseball team. Cleveland Spiders. Cleveland Steamers. Who knows? <laughs> but um, anyway, any uh, closing thoughts on uh, my boy Nolan? All right, let's dive into uh, – we'll go back to football and another pending trade because the season's not over. Uh, we're talking about a homegrown talent. I I think 
if playing in a different city, could be considered a generational talent. Uh, Matt Stafford is reportedly being traded to the Los Angeles Rams. Um, I'm interested to hear your guys' thoughts on this because I know that we have a lot of a lot of football folks here. Yeah, I'll go. Um, I think this is not as bad of a trade as people think it is. Um, For like, him. Yeah. So the the Rams had to give up two first rounds because Jared Goff's contract is massive. So they had to uh, give up a second one. But like that by far was the best offer that the Lions were offered. So like they had to go with that essentially. But I think Jared Goff could do very well in Detroit. And I think Detroit needs to give him a chance because he is a first round talent when like when you look back, he's he was drafted first, right? He was drafted first. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like he never got a chance in in uh with the Rams, and I feel like people gave up on him too early. But uh, also, I think Matt Stafford could now make the Rams a contending team. I mean, they were in the playoffs this year, and I would say they were probably mediocre, like or like mediocre to good. They, they had a few missing pieces, but with Matt Stafford now, I think that they could make a run in the playoffs for sure. I think it is as bad of a trade for the Rams as people are saying. <laughs> I'll be honest, because they just gave up so much. Like, I have watched Matthew Stafford for a while. I'm a Bears fan, and not okay. only am I a Bears fan, but I'm a... A uh, huge Calvin Johnson fan. Uh, okay. I think he's one of my favorite NFL players, or was when he was in the league. Uh, and, and I just haven't seen anything that's really blown me away ever about Matthew Stafford. I know that he's a reasonably competent quarterback, and for sitting in a perpetual rebuilding state of the Detroit Lions, he yeah. can't be in a great situation. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how the Rams can really pull the trigger on sending away that much like i do think that getting rid of jared goff and like dumping off that cap space is nice but this team's going to be really old and they still have to sign a bunch of free agents and it's just going to be so difficult to actually put all of that together i think for the rams in a, a pretty short amount of time like i think that stafford is probably better than goff i'm not really arguing that part but it's just so much to give away in the near term where if they don't find a lot of success as in probably a Super Bowl win in the next two years, maybe three years, they're going to be in a pretty big trough and well, not a lot of time. That's the thing, D-Money. They have a ridiculous amount of cap space now to spend on free agents. And when they dumped Jared Goff's contract they they're they're probably like top five in cap space now so they could really probably reel in like they could sign juju off of the steelers and add a receiver who slot receiver though yeah but they, listen they do not have a number one receiver and i don't care what you say about robert woods and cooper cup they are not number ones so but neither is juju neither juju is a is a is a glorified uh tiktok dancing slot receiver juju Juju was the best slot receiver in twenty in the twenty twenty season. He caught that's the most like, touchdowns. You know that's great. So was Wes Welker, but no one was clamoring to get Wes Welker. And yeah, I guess that's true. You know, and I, I'm I'm just I'm just. There's I'm, other receivers though that they could that they could sweep up and really add to 
adds give some weapons to Matt Stafford. But one of the things in Chris, I'll, I'll let you go because I know you have a lot of a lot of football knowledge. But one of the things that like really gets me is I feel like Matthew Stafford was never fully appreciated uh, nationally as he should have been because if he was on one of the premier teams, like if he was on the Dallas Cowboys. Troy Aikman would be shaking in his boots for his Fox contract for when Matthew Stafford retired because we know every Dallas Cowboys player that does anything well gets a TV gig. Matthew Stafford is – well, he's the fastest player ever to 45,000 yards. And look at who he's been throwing to. He had Megatron for, what, five, six years? And like, that's only that's only one, one player. He's had virtually no one since. He's been playing it for a terrible team. He's had terrible coaches. He's he's only ever had one good teammate, and I, I just don't think Matthew Stafford gets the national recognition that maybe he should, and maybe that's because I liked him coming out of college for whatever whatever reason, even though he's a bulldog. But I think you know I, I can't break down the trade. I don't know the trade that well, but I think for the, if you're a Rams fan, you are so happy to get rid of Jared Goff because Jared Goff is only going to take you as far as Sean McVay can coach him. And, and I like Jared Goff, I'm sure he's a very nice person. I'm sure he's like a genuinely inherently good person. I, I'm not saying anything bad about him, but like as your quarterback, he's, he's not like he was in the Super Bowl, couldn't get it done. He shriveled up there. He shriveled up in the playoffs. Like, yeah, I know he had a broken thumb and all that stuff, but he just can't get it done. Like he cannot get it done. And if you have Matthew Stafford, um, you gotta be, you gotta be so, you gotta be so happy. And Harry Brown's thirteen agrees with me. He's a much better quarterback than than Jared Goff. And Jared Goff will go to the Lions, have a decent career, and then become a very highly paid backup quarterback, probably for like a Super Bowl contender in like ten years. And we'll be like, oh my god, remember Jared Goff? Anyway, Chris, I'll throw it to you. Uh, yeah, he seems to be going down the Chase Daniel career path. But um, getting back to uh, that point, I- I'm with Harry 100. percent Stafford is such an upgrade over Jared Goff um, that I think it's worth it. Because if you're the LA Rams, like think of it this way: you've got a good defense, in, in my view. Uh, you've got some weapons to play around with, um, but what they were missing was a quarterback that um, you know could consistently go out there and win you games at times on his own. Because that's what usually separates Super Bowl champions and Super Bowl teams with teams that usually get bounced in the divisional round. Um, as uh, Bears fans are uh, quickly finding out, but, um, <laughs> like, wouldn't you want him on the Bears, D Money? Like, wouldn't you give anything to get rid of Mitchell Trubisky or the taste of Jay Cutler or the taste of any quarterback you've had in the past twenty-five years? Good old Rex Grossman. I mean, Rex Trubisky's Grossman. gone. We both had bad experiences with people named Rex. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I. I I don't know. I mean, it's on, on one hand, it's always nice to get like a great quarterback. I'm just worried about what they're sending away. That's true. But they're probably like, right. They're in a win now mode. They have Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. They have, um, uh, my mind is just absolutely crap the bed right now. I had the Rams roster in my head, but anyway, they have good Jaylen Ramsey. Jalen. Thank you. Jalen Ramsey. They have Cooper cup. Maybe they do sign a Juju Smith Schuster for over the middle. Um, and they have young players too, like Cam Akers exploded this year onto the scene. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what's one of their safeties? I forget his name. Uh, Earl Thomas. <laughs> Wait, Earl Thomas? <laughs> Aaron Woodson. I'm trying to think of safeties. No, but I don't know. I think the Lions, the Lions fan base is going to be more pissed off with this trade than anything. I'll, it, I, 
I, I'm going to disagree there because honestly, I mean, if I'm a Lions fan, I I have a friend who's a Lions fan. I could, I could pretend to be a Lions fan here. Matthew Stafford's a great quarterback, but over the course of things, yeah. I don't know how much left that Matthew Stafford can give the Lions, where on the other hand, a lot of these draft picks, I mean, yeah. either you use the draft picks to support Jared Goff for a couple of years and see if he can get anywhere, or you just kind of have Jared Goff as your starting quarterback for a couple of years and use the draft capital that you have sitting around there to yep. pick a great quarterback prospect in the next three years. And you do have three year space to pick a quarterback prospect who you really like. Well, and like, that's a really yeah. good place to be in if you're the lions because now you have a lot of picks a lot of room to grow in the future i don't know if man campbell is not gonna sit around and let those detroit lions just (laughs) snuck up those those losing records did you guys see his press conference he's like you get punch us in the knee we're gonna get up and you're gonna have to punch us in the other knee brother how about the eagles new coaches press conference that was really odd that was laughable (laughs) Chris, that, I want to look- go ahead. Yeah, I mean, like I, I've given some bad speeches in my life, but oh my god! Uh, but I mean, the the Eagles coach thing. When I like look back at that, I, and I'm someone who has a football fan has had experience with two very bad uh, coach introductions in uh, Chris Ash at Rutgers and Adam Gase with the Jets. Um, when you really hire the wrong coach, like I mean, the guy's way out of his league. You can tell from the introductory press conference. Because, like, Chris Ash walked in there and he was like, had this goofy smile on his face. He's like, oh, come on, there's not enough smiling here. Let's get some smiles going. And then he destroyed a Big Ten football program. But I digress. Uh, the same thing I see here with uh, Nick Sirianni. Uh, we'll call him the machine. Uh, he, he's a guy who seems like very, um, how do I put this, out of his league. He feels like a coordinator who suddenly, like, got told he was going to be a head coach, like, the day before the, AF- the NFC title game. And he just looks so unprepared and – I don't know. I, I don't know how to like describe it. I don't know that much about his background. For all I know, he could be very knowledgeable about football. But um, the vibe I got from watching that 30-second clip tells me that the Philadelphia Eagles done messed up and they should have probably oh. just kept Doug Peterson gonna, and fired their garbage jam. Better and we're going to do them better and we're just going to do them better. Um, the first <laughs> thing we need to do is um, we need to make sure we um, uh, know the plays and we yeah. do the plays. <laughs> that's that's a good point. You know, the first thing you do need to do is learn the plays. <laughs> Why is your locker room going to buy in to it if they if you th- they think if the you force them to learn stupid. the plays? Like the coach, <laughs> the coach just said he thinks his players are dumb because they can't yeah. learn intricate plays. And like I, I could not be happier with that <laughs> signing for the Philadelphia Eagles. I am so happy that they have so much money locked up in Carson Wentz. They have Jalen Hurts, who's decent, but we know he's never going to do anything big. Um, and they have this new head coach that doesn't think his team, his team players are smart. Like this is. This is this is this is payback for having to see every freaking Philadelphia fan when they won the Super Bowl post about it on social media and or just anytime Tony Romo got hurt, all the people running out. And um, not to, to go back too much, but um, I, I don't think the Lions are upset by like Lions fans are upset. I think this is a. Uh, What's that thing like all the famous people do in Hollywood? Conscious uncoupling instead of saying they broke up or got divorced. It's like conscious uncoupling. And it's I think that would be sad for them to see Stafford go, though. I mean, like, it's, I can't believe how many times this has happened, really. Like, 
I didn't see Philip Rivers leaving the Chargers ever. I never saw Tom Brady leaving the Patriots. And yeah. now Stafford leaves. It's like three of these staple guys have left. And it's like, you know what? You don't see you don't really see it coming, especially if you're a fan of the teams. Although at the same time, I don't know. I've I, I've spoken to my Lions fan friend and uh she doesn't really have a lot of attachment to Matthew Stafford. He hasn't really brought glory to the city of Detroit. Uh, it's not like the Lions. I mean, they made the playoffs like once or twice under Matthew Stafford. He's not a bad quarterback by any means, but I can't find myself having a ton of attachment to him. And it's the sort of thing where is Dennis <laughs> being of a Lions fan friend? I, 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 I don't know. I just can't. I, I can understand how the Lions would want to move past the Matthew Stafford era and just yeah. say, okay, we are a new team now. We are going to have Jared Goff be our quarterback for a year, maybe two years, uh, see what we can do in the next two years, because I believe they will be able to uh be completely done with Jared Goff after two years. I think that's how it works. Yeah, he's well. Chris, go I, ahead. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna say full disclosure, and this is like one of my weird favorite things to do is um, I rebuilt the Lions recently on Madden, uh, <laughs> and when you take, I understand why Lions fans are attached to him uh, as good of a quarterback as he's been, and how poor of a franchise they've been. Uh, the first thing I thought in my head when I looked at the Lions roster and their cap space is I have to trade Matthew Stafford for picks. And that's what I did. But they've got some good young players there. They got, you know, I think a future star in Kenny Galladay. Um, you know, they've got some pieces there. But stays, his contract's up next year. If he stays, yeah. So that's that's what makes it. That's what makes this uh, new regime in Detroit so important. Is uh, they they've got to at least they don't have to. They're not in a win now situation by any means. Although I think Goff will keep them somewhat competitive. I don't think they'll be a good team with him, but they won't be two and fourteen. Um, so I, yeah. I, I think that think they have 14, Chris. What, oh, no what team would finish two and 14. <laughs> um, the only team to beat the Cowboys and the Browns in the last two years. So, um, but uh, sorry to do that, but I couldn't help myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fair. Look, That's fair. Look, um, look, man, you can get my point though. No, I know it was a joke, but know, my point is the Lions are in a position where they were paying Matthew Stafford a ton of money. He doesn't have that big of a competitive window left, and they have a lot of holes. Uh, so it made Whoa. sense for both parties to ship him. Uh, I think two firsts and a starting caliber quarterback is, uh, all things considered, a pretty good haul for that team. Uh, I think this is a trade that actually is going to work out pretty well for both teams. Uh, even yeah. if Jared Goff doesn't end up being mm. all that great in – all right, well, that's just out of context. Uh, <laughs> even if they don't end up being all that great uh, with Matt, with Jared Goff, those extra picks are going to help them rebuild faster, um, and that's really going to be the key. Question, because we're coming up on, on the 40-minute mark, and we have one topic left. We're going to skip over the Dustin Pedroia retiring because congrats, get out of here, Dustin Pedroia. I've had enough of you and your unbuttoned shirt and your dirty face, and I'm tired of you pooping all over the Yankees like – Good riddance. I hope you had the time of your life. Good job. Now go, you know, go home, Dustin Pedroia. We're done with you. Um, so before we get into the last topic, I want to ask you guys a question because I have a sense that we all play Madden here, and I'm a huge fan of the franchise mode, um, and I love rebuilding and relocating. So I want to go around 
and like who is your go-to rebuild Madden and where do you move them? Because for me, it is the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Washington football team. And within two years, they are in London playing as the Monarchs and we are going for the Super Bowl, man. Like what are what are your Madden? Like Chris, I'll go to you because you you brought up the Lions. Like, do you have a go-to or do you randomly pick? I kind of like first I do the Jets because they're always a good rebuild team, to be yep. honest. <laughs> uh, but once I but once I get that out of the way, I'm like, all right, let me explore a bit. I think the, this year was the Lions. I had a lot of fun rebuilding them, even though it took me a couple years. Um, I'm starting up with the Jags right now. Uh, I'm probably going to ship them. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to move them. I started the relocation process. I'm kind of divided between Austin, uh, London or San Diego or. Yeah, those are like my two finalists right now. One of these days, I'm just going to move the Chargers back to San Diego because that's where they really belong. Yeah. But, I mean, but you're talking to the guy who, you know, when he opens up a new game of 2K, instantly relocates the Nets back to New Jersey. I'm that kind of guy. So, hey, dude, I do that too. I mean, I would love to have Kevin Durant in New Jersey. Yes, they were good. But here's the thing, like, and I, I'm going to very briefly go off topic here, but it's polar sports. Who really cares? Um, not Troy. He's not even watching. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. Some CEO he is. Yeah, for real. Um, yeah, like the Nets as as – as amazing as they are right now, even though they pissed me off last night, um, I don't have the same attachment to them now that I did when they were New Jersey's team. Cause I'm from New Jersey. Like I've, I've been to Brooklyn maybe once in my life. Um, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like they should have stayed in New Jersey, but I understand why they didn't. Uh, but enough of that. Um, yeah, I would, I'm probably going to move the Jaguars to San Diego, San Diego. All right. Just, you- NFL in London just feels weird. Yeah, it does, but their uniforms are sick. Nick, Nick, I'll let you. I'll let you go Fair with point. your your Madden. Well, I've always, uh, I've literally had the same franchise mode for about three or four years now. Wow. Uh, I have. I stopped getting new Madden games at Madden eighteen because I felt like that was the best one, and I'm not all about all these flashy like superstar yep. th- attributes and shit. So, uh, but one team I have relocated though, is the Washington football team. And funny enough, actually, I traded for them to get Matt Stafford a couple (laughs) years ago. Wait, wait, I want to know more about this franchise. Who is your franchise team and how many seasons have you played with them? I control every single team in the league. Yeah. So you play as every team. So every week. I basically play the Thursday night game, the Sunday night game, the Monday night game, and then I'll do like a random football team generator on my phone. Wow. And I'll play like two or three one o'clock games and then sim the rest. How do you not get like bored or distracted with that? Like I wouldn't be able to invest my time. And then every year I create the rookies. It's a lot of fun for me. Oh my! Kid, do you have any invites? I'd love to be a team in that league. It's uh, I think I made it an offline one, so uh. I don't think I can. But I, 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 I'm the owner of every team, and I've. It's yeah. so crazy because like I started it four years ago, and I've consistently predicted trades each year. Really? Yes. Wait, like you're give us an trade? example. No, like I will trade people in the game. And then it happened in real life. Like what? The Jalen Ramsey trade I did. I traded him to the Rams. Wow. Um, another one was uh Tom Brady to the Bucks. 
No, because in Madden 18, he automatically retires after the first season. That's crazy. That's yes. crazy. That was three years ago, four years yep. ago. So he's been out forever. Drew Brees just retired in my thing. Uh, I don't know. It's 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 That's a lot crazy. of fun. Though. I have a lot of fun doing it, bro. I mean, we should be you should be streaming that. I should really making TikToks. That's all right. So okay, so Nikki uh, controls the whole league because he's Question. in his mind. Roger Goodell. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. Um, have you happened to have dealt Deshaun Watson anywhere in recent mem- in uh, last few? <laughs> well, no. And if so, where? Because I would like to know. I made a I made a blockbuster trade. So Hopkins <laughs> Hopkins is still on the Texans. Okay, that last makes too much year, sense. Last year they <laughs> traded for AJ Green. Wow. So Deshaun <laughs> is on the Texans with AJ and Hopkins. And also, they they drafted Nick Bosa, so it's Nick Bosa wow. and JJ Watt. Wow! Oh my god! Yeah, but they don't have Laramie Tunsil. But Watson, <laughs> Watson wanted to leave, but I just franchise tagged him this year. Wow! Oh, so you- I mean, I think you should be the Texans GM tomorrow. Is my conclusion. I have so many. Like, do you set a limit for how how many trades you're allowed to do per team? So I. So with the trades, I normally just like if if they if they have a need at a certain position, I'll first go to free agents and see if there's somebody who can fill the void just for the time being. But if like they have the cap space and maybe there's an a player who's been on the team for a long time and like he's great, but they're not going anywhere, I'll deal him somewhere else. I think I just traded Stefan Diggs uh, to the 49ers from the Vikings because the Vikings needed a quarterback really badly. So the Niners sent them Jimmy G and, uh, and a pick or something, and Stefan Diggs came over to the Niners, and guess who their quarterback is, who they drafted? Uh, Tua. No, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow on the Niners. I love it. Wait, hold on. Oh, wait, Nikki. I have – all right, Dennis, go ahead because then I want to – we're foregoing that last topic because we just stumbled I'm fine with it. Topic. I'm fine with it. Dennis, do you play Madden? And if you do, do you have a go-to franchise uh, relocation? I'll be honest. I really don't. Uh... All right, perfect. Back to Nikki. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead, Dennis. Uh, honestly, I like where most of the NFL teams are, so I would okay. probably just relocate the Chargers back to San Diego because that's the only one that really feels right to move. Yeah. Uh, I would feel awful putting a team in London because logistically that would be an absolute nightmare to have a team have to go from London to like the United States so uh, eight times a year, and then other teams would have to go to London. The they could potentially have their training center in like Eastern Canada or Maine or something like that, and that's the shortest flight they can get to London. So if they have a home game, they just leave on like you know Wednesday, and they're ready for Sunday. But if they that's, have away game, still so awful. That's still so awful. Like, well, we I mean, I think about, I think about like West Virginia and like the Big Twelve right now, and that I'm still like. How do they do it? How do they go to Oklahoma every single or Hawaii week? in the Mountain West? That's probably yeah, Hawaii in the Mountain comparison. West too. That's that's so true. And like, I don't know how they do it. It just sounds logistically like a complete nightmare. 
the Mariners in baseball are like that. Their closest away game is like six, seven hours or whatever. Like San Francisco is not close to Seattle. Um, so if they have to go play the A's or something like that, that's really far too. Um, but all right. So, all right, maybe, maybe we'll get you into Madden, but Nikki, I have to go back to this because this is, I've never heard of anyone doing this. Do you have the Super Bowl winners for the past couple of years? Do you yeah. only play like one year per season so, or what do you do? I just finished this year. Okay. And I'm now starting. I'm into the 2021 season. Okay. So um, who's the Super so Bowl? This winner? year, the Saints won the Super Bowl. Over? Over the – hold on. I actually have it in my phone. Give me one second. The, wait, did, the Texans, the Texans. Did you play as the Saints or the Texans? Texans? I did a random one, and I ended up playing as the Texans, and I lost. Oh, I play, play on, on all Madden. I play on all Madden simulation. It is the hardest difficulty ever, and it's the most realistic. Okay, so Saints, do you have like a player that right now is not like a superstar, but in your league has become a superstar? Uh, yeah. Uh, and I'm putting you on the spot. I'm putting you on the spot. So maybe at like another episode, you can like have Madden up, and we can like go through. I could tell stuff. you about the Cowboys because I think you'd be happy. Oh, okay. Tell me about the Cowboys. Make so me happy. The Cowboys the past couple of years have been a consistent playoff team. All right. And because they actually drafted Sam Darnold oh. and they they dealt – listen, they <laughs> Sam Darnold has become a superstar. He has become a superstar. Also, Just like in real life. I thought of yes. another one. Josh Rosen has become a superstar. Also, he just like in real life. He should be a superstar. I think he, he is, should be. He is the starter for the Cleveland Browns. Oh. And they drafted CD Lamb. They are a they are a powerhouse in the AFC North. Wait. I'm like so, scared to find out what happened to the Jets. <laughs> the Jets are doing even better, my man. What all right, what all right, who's on them? What's going on there? Wilson went to free agency and they signed him. <laughs> can you can you no. tell him? No, don't torture me like that. To be, to be a Cowboys and a and a and a Jets fan, we're getting excited over a, a simulation. Right, you gotta you gotta tell me how the Bears are doing now. Yeah, how are the Bears doing? <laughs> the Bears are the Bears stunk last year. Like that sounds about right. But, <laughs> that sounds about right. They are currently three and zero right now in twenty twenty one. Who who do they have starting? They still have Trubisky. Still Trubisky. Good lord. Yeah. <laughs> they still have Trubisky. Can't escape. He is still mediocre. But they uh, drafted um, they drafted a wide receiver from LSU. I forget his name right now. Odell Beckham Jr. No, no, <laughs> no. It's, um... I forget his name, but uh, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, yeah. Mm. They, they very good. Do you control the draft or do you sim the draft? I well, he owns the... all the teams. I control the draft. I only draft the first round, and then I sim the rest. Damn. But I only, I only create the players who are like first round talents. So basically later on in the year, like if a rookie from the late rounds is emerging, like in real life, he's emerging as a great player. I'll add him into the, I'll add him into the uh, game as like, like replacing one of the no names computer guys. Do how many hours do you have logged onto this franchise? Dude, I, I should check how many hours I have on the game because it's probably an, an outrageous amount. This is 
I don't know about you guys. This is so... we should do a whole podcast just on this simulated league. <laughs> I, yeah, I should really start streaming it. Oh, we got Harry Brown saying Darnold is a very good QB next year. He'll do much better as a Jet or much better in a couple of years for someone else. Chris, you are our resident uh, uh, Jet uh, denier in terms of like how they actually are. Uh, what do you think about Darnold? Well, I think that um, – how do I put this? I loved the Darnold draft pick when he got drafted. I thought for a long time that he was our franchise quarterback. And after watching him play in 2020, I've come to the realization that he is basically what Mark Sanchez would be if he had a neck beard. Um, that is my assessment of his play. If you, I don't care, I don't care who your coach is. No, no. You no. said it. You said not you say that. You are, you are I was, was going to make, make the mono joke. <laughs> no, that was like the one thing that he's done wrong that isn't in his control. Like, I don't care who your you head sure? coach is. Like, <laughs> if you're throwing nine touchdowns and 12 interceptions and that's your stat line uh, in the third year of your career, your ceiling is Case Keenum. It's not wow. as a franchise quarterback. I'm sorry. <sighs> That's, Someone's gonna throw a pick, a high pick for him, and I'll be as a Jet fan, I'll be very happy when they take that trade. But it's a foolish investment. You uh, is that your fire alarm, Nick? All right, Nick. We hope you're good. Thanks for uh, thanks for wrapping up. You know what's gonna happen with Sammy Sammy D is uh, New England is gonna offer the Jets a seventh round pick, a bag of peanuts, and a firm handshake. The Jets are going to give Darnold and this year's first-round pick to the Patriots because that's just what they do. And no. Sam Darnold is going to be the next Tom Brady. It's happening, bro. I'm telling you right now it's happening. No, and I just want to say to Harry, um, it's I do want Watson. I mean, everyone wants Watson. But it, it's not that I'm salty. I'd be very happy to draft Justin Fields or Zach Wilson. Uh, number two. <laughs> I, I think the Jets have a lot of good options at quarterback. Yeah, but uh, he, I don't think it's Watson or Bust. You got that taste. That's like a celebrity being interested in you. That's like George Costanda. Costanda oh, no, no, no. Like, out. Watson's my first choice. Like, yeah, don't like, get me wrong. All I'm saying is it's not like we're stuck with Josh McCown and Ryan Fitzpatrick for the next two years if we don't get him. It's not Deshaun or Bust. They've got a, a viable plan B. Uh, time time will tell. I can't wait till draft day. Maybe we'll do like a live reaction on draft day. Like we can stream our reactions to the draft just to see Chris's reaction when the Jets pick an offensive lineman with the second overall pick. But uh, I don't know if that'll actually happen. I don't know if Chris hates me for making that joke, but who knows? I mean, I put up with you so far, also. <laughs> so, um, Dennis, thank you for being on. Nick, thank you for being on. Chris, do you wanna you wanna give any closing thoughts in a fat outro? I mean, I would. Um, it's unfortunate that Nick had to deal with that fire alarm situation. Hope everything's okay over there. But <laughs> I, I want to like have like a separate spinoff podcast just on this simulated league because I want to find out this alternate universe where Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen are franchise quarterbacks and the Houston Texans are terrorizing opposing offensive lines. Um, but um, I think the Super Bowl is going to go down as one of the more. How do I put this? This is going to be like one of the great matchups when we look back and we rate Super Bowls in the way that um, the Patriot Eagles Super Bowl, uh, whatever you think of the result, was like one of the great offensive matchups. I think we could be talking about this Super Bowl 
in the same vein. So I can't wait to break it all down on this podcast next Monday. Uh, should be a fun one. And, you know, it's going to be a fun week in sports. That's all I got to say. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Polar Sports. Join. I can't even talk right. This has been Polar Sports. Thanks for joining us. We will be live every Monday at about 8.30 on twitch.com slash polar media and available uh, in podcast form wherever you get your podcasts, except Apple. We're not on Apple yet. I need to get on that. Uh, Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m. So if you have not liked, subscribed, or rated us, please do so. Please follow us on Instagram. We're only going to be growing, and we appreciate you guys uh, coming on, uh, D-Money and Nick. And, uh, yeah, look forward to uh, many more, many more weeks. So thanks for stopping in.